welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast, where we make network marketers, small business owners, and solopreneurs aware of blind spots that could be keeping their networks and businesses small. We give them tips and simple, practical tools to make their businesses more inclusive, and we teach our listeners how to build inclusive communities that support diverse customers, team members, and business partners. So if you want to authentically build relationships with diverse communities of customers or business partners, you are in the right place. But be warned, you will be challenged. But here's the thing, you won't be judged. I'm your host, Dr. Ramona. I'm a speaker, coach, consultant, public health professor, wife, mom, and a fierce challenger of broken systems that keep people from reaching their highest potential. I'm so excited to be with you on your journey to becoming an inclusive networker. Let's jump right in. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Inclusive Networker Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ramona, and who are we calling into conversation today? Well, it is Colleen Nichols, the anti-hey girl. I am so excited, y'all. Can you hear it in my voice? I am so excited to have her on the show. She is the creator of the wildly successful IG account, No Shame Sales Game, and one of my favorite memberships, the direct sales growth community. I am so super excited to have you, Colleen, as my guest. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad that this is finally (laughs) happening. I am so excited for you to be here. You are just somebody that I super, super admire and just love the community that you have built and all of the things that you've done. And so I am ready to just jump right into this conversation if you are. All right. And so the first question that I always ask guests is, what's your lens? It really helps us to understand your background, some of the reasons that you've gotten to where you are right now. So tell us, what's your lens? My lens. Okay. So I grew up in Northern Virginia. So not far outside of DC, very blue collar family. And where I grew up was very culturally diverse, all all the ethnicities, all the things. And I grew up in a very Catholic household, but not in a, I always call myself a recovering Catholic, but it really wasn't like bad. (laughs) And it's so funny because growing up in Alexandria, I was exposed to so many different, you know, cultural diverse, and I had never experienced anything like culture shock until I went to college. And I went to a liberal Mm. arts college in Farmville, Virginia, in the middle of nowhere to Mm. study psychology. And I remember I have this vivid memory of like the first day of class and being on like main campus and just walking. And I called my mom and she's like, how, how'd it go? How's it going? And I was like, it's fine. Whatever. I've never seen so many white people in one place at one time. Mm. She's like, oh yeah, like you're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then after undergrad, I got my master's degree in community counseling. And the the focus of my master's program was social justice. So that is... Mm. I see it. I see it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Ah, ah, I got it. Okay. 
coming into focus and making a little yes more yes so as you were learning about social justice like what did this really open up for you Oh, gosh, it was an interesting process. I remember in one of my first classes, like we, there was no time wasted. Like you jump right in. We were talking about white privilege and all these things. And at that point, I had never had discussions about that outside of like just reading or just with a a group of all different types of people. And it was a really uncomfortable, amazing Mm -hmm process. And I just learned so much about myself, but also how other people and view the world. And it just has, it just transformed kind of how I, I show up in, mm-hmm. in any situation, if that makes sense. So it's just kind of this awareness that I'd always had, but it was just amplified and it gave me an understanding in a way that I hadn't experienced before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to dig into that in just a minute. And so let me go back a little bit so that we can tell the people who you are. And so tell us about this amazing community that you have built. And then we're going back into your social justice work and how it all connects all up. Okay. So I've built this community called Direct Sales Growth Community. And it's over the past two and a half years, it's really just been this, the the whole point is to help take the ick out of network marketing to modernize Mm -hmm. this industry. It's an industry in which I have had a lot of success and it changed the trajectory of my life. And so I've always just been like, man, if people could do this, like, the right way, like, and just not be so stereotypical, hey girl, mm-hmm. uh, their lives could be changed too. And not in like a, in a, in a way that's specific to whatever they want, whether it's a, an extra hundred dollars a month or you want to quit your job, whatever. I don't care. You can figure that out for yourself, but I've just really wanted to modernize this. So I created this community where yes, I do trainings and offer resources and things, but I also bring in different voices, trainers, speakers, experts, so the field can learn from and kind of pick up their own and create their own toolkit to make them mm-hmm. this best business practice, so to speak. I love that because a lot of times in individual companies, they only have the people who are at the top training. They all look the same and it's not, you're not getting a variety of perspectives, right? It's all just, you've got to be at this level. And if everybody at that level looks the same, you're not getting anything different. I mean, we were joking about this off camera, but I was like, I have been joking. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Colleen, yeah, she's diverse. She has brown short hair. She sticks out (laughs) because she doesn't look like It's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I love being able to bring in, you know, just, and again, even if it's, if you're just talking about just straight messaging, like if you're only getting the training from your company, you're missing so much. Like your company may be great at what they create and sell, but they're not, you know, social media experts. They're not mindset experts. They're Mm -hmm. not. So like, it's just, it's, it only benefits what you're doing to have, you know, input from other people. So mm-hmm. that's what I try. Yeah. So I have loved, absolutely love watching your journey. And okay. one thing that I love about you is that you are a straight shooter. <laughs> you are straight and to the point. And 
that draws people. It's like if people, <laughs> you say what everybody else is thinking, well, right? Yes. So tell us kind of how you got to that point and, and what brought you to this space, especially with that social justice background that you were talking about. Oh my gosh. So I have this, well, okay, let's kind of start, go back. So like I've, I've been in network marketing and I've, you know, had success. And I remember in the beginning, there were people higher up that would say, I would say things in my voice or post about things like, oh, hey, I don't know, there's this rally or here's this or whatever. And people say, going, don't, don't talk about that kind of stuff because that's going to, mm-hmm. you know, people, that's going to affect your business if you talk about, I mean, it's even years later with, you know, George Floyd and I live, I live in Richmond now and there are all these protests and things like that that mm-hmm. I'm still posting about. People are like, don't be, don't be so political. And I'm like, how the F is this? Anyway, mm-hmm. so it was kind of, I was like, this there was this rub for me where I almost left the industry because I was like, it's so, the voices aren't there, right? Like people, Mm -hmm. it's so white and it's so, anyway. And I was just like, we need to have conversations in ways that aren't being had in this industry. And yes, sometimes it's about diversity and inclusion. Sometimes it's just like, you guys are being icky when you do that. And so Mm -hmm. I started this Instagram account called No Shame Sales Game anonymously. No, I mean, I just started saying what I wish everyone was saying and that I guess people resonated with it and it's just kind of taken off to an extent. And it's, I guess the, the social justice piece or just the background in general is that I, I think about other people who aren't like me, even when it comes down to like, I, I don't know, religion and how mm-hmm. like not every team call should start with a Christian prayer because maybe not everyone on the call is a Christian like you, um, mm-hmm. not you, you know what I'm saying. So just like talking about things in a way that is, they're not touched in this industry. And that yeah. excites some people and makes other people angry. <laughs> Yeah, it makes people really nervous. And one thing that I I really enjoy talking about is making sure that we have diverse journeys, right, in network marketing, because a lot of times, and I say this, I think on every call, because it's so profound to me that we recruit for diversity, but we onboard for conformity. Ooh. And (laughs) the issue with that, right, is that we are just trying to duplicate what happened with the majority person that started this process. And we say, oh, just so you have skin and hair, you can do it. And then we look at the top of these companies and diverse people are not there. But nobody is thinking about the fact that We didn't look at the journey, right? And that's a huge problem because the way that you do things is not the same in every culture, in every lifestyle, in every, you know. And so tell me how you have navigated that. Like, are are there ways that you've tried to adjust the journey so that we're not just onboarding for conformity? Yeah, so really my whole shtick air quotes is being a human on the internet because I've built my Mm -hmm. business on the internet. And I think that when you take 
when you look at it from the human aspect, like people want to connect with somebody who's authentic. They want to connect with somebody mm-hmm. who's want to connect with somebody who's fun. And like if you can do those things and just be a human, like you can make the sale. The sales are a natural byproduct when you can act like a human. But when mm-hmm. you're trying to onboard people with in a in a way that is, you know, like you just said, conformity, a robot, this is how, you know, Susie whoever at the top did it 10 years ago in her, you know, white Christian community, like it doesn't fly for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just kind of teaching and preaching the human aspect of sales in general, I think allows for people to have that diverse journey. However, Mm -hmm. that's like for them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And so as you have gone and now you've built this community, is that the action steps that you would tell people to take? Like if they are saying, I don't have people in my community, then my community is not diverse at all. How do I build this large community? Because you have all types of people in (laughs) and everybody's loving it. Right. And so what are the types of things that you've done? to build that diverse network because we are the inclusive networker, right? So it makes me kind of want to bang my head against the wall when people say like, well, I just don't live in a diverse place. So how can I, you know, make, build this diverse team? And I'm like, have you ever heard of a thing called the internet? Like internet, right? Right. And so I think, great. Okay. Maybe you don't live in a place that's diverse and you want to build a diverse team. Like you need to be consuming from creators who don't look like you, who don't love like you, who don't worship like you. I don't care if you live in podunk wherever and everyone looks the same. That doesn't matter. You can meet and connect with so many people. I mean, like I've built my team, 50% of the people who joined me directly in business, I met on the internet. Like I met mm-hmm. on social media. So it doesn't matter where you're locally, like physically, you need to start interacting and consuming content from people who don't look like you. So whether it's people of color, whether it's, you know, I'm a neurotypical individual, I create or I consume content from autistic creators, schizophrenic creators, I, you know, consume content from different religion, like, just so Mm, you know what's out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you can start building your network that way. So that's, that's what I've done. That's what I encourage people to do. We know when you, since my, you know, vein and lens is social media. And I tell people like, if you scroll your story bubbles at the top and it's all the same, they all look the same. Like (laughs) we got some work to do. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to this point? Right. And so it's no secret that you are a white woman. You did well, right? In <laughs> how did you get the voice is what I'm asking, right? Because I, I use this acronym ROAR for the, the program that I teach people. And I use ROAR because a lot of people don't have a voice. They don't, they can't even speak up for themselves. So they certainly can't speak up for other people. And so tell me how as a white woman, you got to this point to where you were okay with just speaking and being an advocate and an ally. And I, I wish I had like a, like this tumultuous, like I got here, like to me, mm-hmm. 
feels like common sense. Like it just, I just mm-hmm. don't feel more <laughs> confused when people are mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, I don't know how to, I mean, I, I've had people say like, well, how do I talk to somebody who's different than me? I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. what? How is that even, that doesn't compute in my mind. So I think to me, I was, I was raised in a way where you speak up and if somebody can't speak up, you speak up for them. And if you are able to like make a space where you can hand them the mic and they can speak for themselves, like that's just what you do. And I think as I became more aware of white privilege and in general, just like, how can I find ways to kind of let other people like shine the light somewhere else? Because I realized that a lot of my friends, whether my friends of color, my friends in the LBGTQ community, they don't get the privilege to walk around with the assumption that I do. I can walk in mm-hmm. to any situation and assume I'm going to be all right. People are going to like me. Nobody's going to like think anything of me. But that's not the case for a lot of my friends. They walk around with this like, am I going to be okay here? Are people going to accept me? Mm-hmm. And anytime I can, you know, help that, I don't know. It's just a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I know the privilege that I have. And I know that if you have privilege, then you need to spread it and use it for good. Right. Like I can't help the fact. Mm -hmm. Right. But I can say, oh, well, I know I can do good with it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have an issue with that. So when you when you say white privilege or privilege in general, you know, people get up in arms. Yes. And so privilege. I'm like, I grew up poor. My parents didn't go to college. <laughs> privilege doesn't mean privilege. Like you lived in a castle and there was a silver spoon. In <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And so help the people. Okay. So when we're talking about privilege and how we're able to use that privilege, give us a couple of concrete examples. Like what are some things? Yeah, I guess it was probably two years ago. I partook in this event on social media where it literally was called Pass the Mic. And all of these mm-hmm. white influencers, we were all in this group and we were paired with women of color. And we like gave, we like passed the mic, so to speak. So for like a day or two, our partners took over our Instagrams and they talked about their causes and things like that. And that was really cool. Like literally giving somebody else a voice or, you know, just speaking up when you like notice maybe in your company that like there is this lack of diversity at the top. It takes 10 minutes to find Mm -hmm. somebody's email address and send an email that says, Hey, it's important to me that like we have some more representation in the corporate office. Like we're really lacking diversity. How can we help? Or, hey, I've noticed that we don't have, uh, we only have our pamphlets or whatever in English. Like, are there other other ways we can translate stuff? So you have to be aware enough to notice and then say something. I think that like, as you're saying this, it's like, it comes so naturally for you that it's almost like mind blowing, right? That you have to even give people steps for this. And it's like, okay, thinking about, you because you don't put your hat on and off right it's just something that you do and so absolutely no I I understand what what you're saying I was thinking about this as I was thinking about this discussion we were going to have and I have one of my friends who is she's also the godmother of my first 
son. Her name's Remy and she is black. And we were, we, she's somebody that we, we always have conversations about race, like social justice, all this stuff. Like it's, I love talking about it. She loves talking about it. And they were our neighbors for a couple of years and they invited my husband and I over to their house for a party. So we went to the party and we got there. We were the only white people there. And I was like, huh. And she was like, have you ever been the only white person in the room? Mm -hmm. I was like, I have not ever been the only white person in the room. And she was like, well, everyone here has been the only black person in the room. Uh Absolutely. For sure they have. And, but it's something that has stuck with me so profoundly as I move through life now, because I think I I just look around, I'm like, okay, there's one black family on a soccer team. There's one Asian family. Mm -hmm. Like how I felt I had the privilege enough to be invited to this party. Like I knew that I was going to be fine, but yeah, I can imagine if you're the only, you're looking around, like, who's going to say hi to me? Who's going to, where am I going to fit in? So I always try to make sure if anyone is the only, that I'm the first person that walks up to them and like, Hey, what's going on? Maybe Mm -hmm. you're the only person in the wheelchair. Maybe you're the only person, whatever. I just want everyone to feel like seen and accepted. Or whatever, however, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so, if you could think about network marketing and think about kind of how we do things, what are three like big things that you wish that all network marketers would start or stop doing? Right? So, what do you wish we would learn or unlearn? First, I would love for everyone to educate themselves on what white privilege is. I would love mm-hmm. for them that you can just take yourself to a little Google search bar if that's what you want to do <laughs> and just type in that. I even like wrote stuff down. Like I follow Layla F. I don't know. I'm going to mispronounce her name. Is it sad? But she wrote mm-hmm. me white supremacy. Anyway, but she talks about like, you can literally just Google. What is anti-racism? What is white privilege? What is white supremacy? Like literally mm-hmm. just educate yourself. I also want everyone to start noticing and being more aware. So if you are on these corporate calls and you notice that it's a panel full of white people, maybe send an email and say, hey, thanks for the great call. Loved it, learned X, Y, and Z. I did notice though, there's a Mm -hmm. lack of diversity on the panel or on the panels. What can we do? Mm -hmm. And just bringing it to, bringing awareness to it. And also like, I want you kind of how I was saying, like speak up in like on your feed, like on social Mm -hmm. media, because I, you know, when I was saying like people are saying, don't post, don't post about that. Like that's, that's political. And I'm like, human rights is not political, first of all, but Mm -hmm. also you want people to know that you're a safe space. Like we're not talking about just how we were, like not everyone has the privilege of just waltzing through life thinking, oh, I'm accepted here. They like Mm -hmm. me, you know? So be a lighthouse, make people, make it known that you are an ally, that you are a safe space. You don't have to talk about who you voted for, what policies you agree with, but you can post about and talk about things that are a lighthouse to people who are not like you, don't look like Mm -hmm. you, don't like you. And so that they know, because I, so many times when I've talked with people like in regards to network marketing, whether it's a black woman or a lesbian woman or whatever, and they're like, I didn't think that like I could, I was 
welcome. I don't see a lot of people like me. So we need to like talk about it and do our best to show people who don't look exactly like us. That's Mm -hmm. That's what I would like. So, okay. Educate yourself. Notice and say something and then speak up. Great, great tips. Absolutely. So anything else you want to leave with the inclusive networker community? I think coming from me as a white woman and talking to a lot of white women, I want you to not be so afraid of this topic because I know that a lot of white people feel like if I try to have this conversation or I, I'm going to say it wrong or I'm going to, I'm going to offend somebody or whatever. And I just, everything is a learning process. And if you are coming at it from the lens of I'm here to make sure other people feel included and taken care of and whatever, you can't, you can't do it, but so wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to be aware and talk about it. Absolutely. Love it. Well, where can we find you? I know that people are going to need to connect into your Instagram, this membership. Tell us where do we find you? I'll find you on Instagram. I'm at no shame sales game. I also have my membership, which is direct sales growth community. And that link is in my bio. If that sounds like something up your alley, but come hang out on Instagram. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inclusive Networker. And thank you to my fabulous guest, Colleen Nichols. You will find her information in the show notes. And we will see you on the next episode of The Inclusive Networker. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inclusive Networker. You can find out all the information for our fabulous guests today in the show notes. But don't forget to subscribe to The Inclusive Networker podcast and to look out for a new episode each week on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ramona. And as always, remember, I see you and I'm cheering you on. And I dare you to defy limits. See you on the next episode of The Inclusive Networker.